Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Roberta. And I'm Rachel. And we have a very special episode for you guys today. We are joined by Micah Meyer and Elizabeth Holmes. Welcome! Hi. Thank you. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so fun to be here. <laughs> so if our listeners don't know already, which they probably do, but Elizabeth Holmes is a journalist and author of HRH, So Many Thoughts on Royal Style, and Micah Meyer is the founder of Beaumont Etiquette at the Plaza Hotel and the author of Modern Etiquette Made Easy. So we are celebrating today Kate and William's 10-year wedding anniversary. We're so excited to have you guys. I'm so excited to be here. How are you both Thank doing? Where are you? Call- where are we chatting with you from? Uh, well, I am in New York, so I, I'm still here, and we just reopened our office. Actually, announced I yesterday, which is so. It just is so nice to be back, and you, all the things that you thought you wouldn't miss, you miss so much, and just being in the office and having clients again, and. Fingers crossed, we're about to make the announcement of the plaza reopening very soon. So <gasps> that's, um, so it's, yeah, it just feels good and the city's alive again. So it, it's, it's, it's nice. Please come visit us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come, come back. I will take you up on that for sure. <laughs> that's amazing. Does that mean royal etiquette will resume too? Yes. Oh, so that that is best. that you have to come. You really, really. I would have love to a come. repeat. I did it back. <laughs> yes. Gosh, it, I think it was like three years ago now, and it was yeah. life changing. Oh my gosh, you have to come back, and we are going to. We've got so much fun plan, and and just different royal experts, and it's going to be better than ever. So you, I will send you all the details, and you must come. I'll pick you up in a carriage. Oh, <laughs> even better. <laughs> Amazing. And Elizabeth, where are you joining us from? I am. It's bright and early here in California. Very early. Very reminiscent of when I woke up, um, or actually stayed up all night, I guess, um, to watch uh, Will and Kate's wedding. I was actually here in California then, too, um, visiting. But now I live here, and I have my big mug of coffee, and I'm ready to reminisce. I'm so excited. I know. Well, I thought I'd also kick things off with a little icebreaker, because the other wedding news is the fact that Princess Diana's dress will be on display at Kensington Palace starting this summer. And I was just that was such a great news alert to get this week. I was so excited to, I mean, to hear that. And and immediately I started being like, well, when is it safe to travel? When can I go over there? <laughs> I'm getting my second planning. dose soon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I so know. excited. It sounds like an incredible exhibition. I feel like it's going to be one of those things where it's it sells out almost instantly. So even before we know that we're allowed to travel, I feel like we should just buy tickets in the hope that we get there because it's I think it's going to be really hard. I think everyone's going to want to go. But I know I looked it up. They're 26 pounds. <laughs> I was like, I haven't like I was like, we gotta just book them now, pick a random weekend. I was doing some looking. I don't know how I came across this, but I remember I saw her dress. It was on tour in the US. It was part of Diana a celebration in 2011. I, oh my god! And it was at Foxwoods Casino, and the only reason I remember this <laughs> <It's so random. laughs> is because I made a special trip to go see it um, with my family. But I was like, I guess it's the first time in 25 years at Kensington Palace because I was looking back, and it was yeah. loaned by Althorpe House, and it was part of this tour. Which totally, I was like, I think I don't know how I forgot that first of all, but then I remembered and I did some googling. Can you imagine how me. they travel? They probably to, – to make it – to keep it intact, it's probably – Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine the process of shipping that and, and packing that 25 it? 25-foot, <gasps> like, yeah, training yes. and everything? It's crazy. 
What do you remember from that, Rachel? Do you remember anything? Any I just, I mean, I remember being so exhilarated to get to see it. I remember buying the program and I just remember standing in the room for a really long time. But I've long followed Diana's dresses. Like I remember when I was in seventh grade, I went and saw when they were on tour in Lowell, Massachusetts. I went with my mom and I, the one I remember was, I can't remember the exact exact dress, but it had William's handprint on because it was like oh. a little bit, I don't know if it was just like child grease or something, oh. but they pointed that out in the exhibit. Um, but I've always, I've always been such, so fascinated by all of these exhibits with her dresses. Oh my gosh. I love that you were like an early royal fashion fan too. My mom took me. Yeah. I think I give her so much credit. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I mean, I didn't really start paying attention until this wedding, until this moment in 2011 when Will and Kate got married. And I, yeah, I, I feel like I have still catch up stuff to do <laughs> <laughs> because there's so many people. I mean, what a special memory to have to go with your mom. It's funny that I remember that though. It's like as my seventh grade self, like I think back about that. But anyways, <laughs> so we're it. all going to figure out our trip to the UK. That is happening. Yes. Good job, yes, UK tourists. That would be yeah. fun. Yeah. We'll book tickets. <laughs> yeah. We'll podcast from there. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. Well, it's the Royal Refreshment, guys. And now it's time for the Weekly Royal Cocktail. But I think because it's so early, I will say I, I poured myself some champagne. I was oh, going to make it a mimosa, perfect. but I didn't have any orange juice. But I'm going <laughs> to sip this very slowly because it is 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. But how about you all? Oh, I've, I have a gin and tonic. And uh, I actually was looking it up what they served at their wedding reception, what Kate and William served. And I couldn't find details. They were few and far between. But I did find out that Chapel Down, who provided the sparkling wine for the reception, they're now making gin. So I thought I'd have a gin and tonic. And also, I didn't have champagne. So... <laughs> I'm I'm also I'm with Elizabeth. I'm giant cup of coffee. Uh, <laughs> only because I have to teach after this or else you know I'd be with you. You know I'd be right there. I I'm going to have to take a, a long nap after this. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> uh, well, before we dive into Kate and William's anniversary catch up and everything that's going on this week, we had some fun listener reactions to Prince Louis's birthday portrait. They ranged from royal tourist season and I'm here for it and that's the you know the queen is also a tourist. To he's so cute, but I would have guessed he's six years old if I didn't know better. He looks so mature in that sweater. So we thought we'd ask you, Elizabeth, first, what is your what was your sartorial take on the Prince Louis birthday portrait? Oh my gosh, he did look so grown up. And I felt like, wow, where does the time go? It's like with my own children. And I look at them and I'm like, goodness. Um, I was so struck by I mean, he is living his best third child life, I think. I mean, with that bike, with those sneakers, you know, he was just with that huge smile that only Kate could get. I think um, I just it, it really warmed my heart. I have three little ones of my own, and it, it you know he Prince Louis will live such a different life than George and even Charlotte. I think um, being the only girl uh, that I I think he'll be a delight to watch for years to come. Yeah, and it was hard not to think back to that rainbow DIY because I feel like that was a pretty big anchor for me of the pandemic. I don't know about you guys. Oh, I definitely did that. I mean, I made my <laughs> – they loved it. They loved it. We did the rainbow handprints, and then we put them in the in the window, and then I, I, I hadn't taken them down for a whole year. And by the time that I did, they were so sun-faded. It was a pretty nice um, uh, sort of – pandemic moment <laughs> of what we've all weathered <laughs> to see these vibrant handprints sort After of, year, you know, yeah. faded away a little bit. Um, but I think Kate's had so much fun with his birthday portraits. And again, I think it's just reflective of that she can, you know, it's, I think by the time you're parenting a third, you, you let go of a lot of stuff too, but also just because of where he falls in the family, um, she can do that. And I love it. Yeah. And riding the bike too. I love that he was on a little bike. I, that, I feel like that 
Mike looks huge. I don't know why. I feel like he's just so grown up. Is that like a typical three-year-old bike? Yeah. It's pretty – it's a it's a balance bike, so there are no pedals. So he can just sort of zoom around, and all my oh, kids have used them. Cute. So he – yeah, so there's not pedals, so it's not like he has to bounce. But it's a perfect um, – it's a perfect sort of introduction to a, a pedal bike. It's um, very very in vogue with parents right now, I would say, yeah. a balance bike like that. I've only recently heard about balance bikes, so I just ordered one for Finn. But I really oh, was, like, nice. behind the eight ball on that. I didn't know that that <laughs> was okay. so no, cool. Time. <laughs> yeah, time, time. I was like, oh, this is the thing. Okay, no, thanks. I love that he got a bright red one too you know they weren't going for like the subtle silver or something like that it was like the really it was it was the full kid bike and especially I think again as a third he would have so much fun riding around with George and Charlotte on that yeah definitely well, and speaking of Charlotte her birthday is a Sunday so very exciting hope we get a new picture of her as well and also this marked Louis's first day of nursery at London Wilcox Nursery School which is the same as Charlotte um, we kind of got robbed of those first day of school picks because of COVID, but mm. we feel like this is making up for it, definitely. Yeah, and I think also something we wanted to mention was like, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the timing, the pa- paparazzi photos that we saw of Megan that were released the same time. I feel like that was definitely, you know, surprising to see. I mean, we haven't, fortunately for the Sussexes, we haven't had a lot of that. Um, you know, I think the last ones were when they were in Canada that we really got a glimpse But I think that there were a lot of, you know, there was a lot of coverage about the timing of that. Was that something that where they were snapped and held? I think it raises a lot of issues. What did you guys think about that? Yeah, you know, we haven't seen Pat pictures of Meghan and Harry, and I've been so relieved about that because, my gosh, um, it's been such an eventful spring, and I was worried that the cameras would really go for them. Um, And they've maintained, you know, their privacy that they think they deserve and want. Um, It sort of always puts a pit in my stomach when I see paparazzi photos, especially with Archie in them. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, yeah, you know, I don't, I'm, the timing of that felt unfortunate to me too, um, that, that the tabloids would do something like that or the paparazzi would and then sell it to the tabloids. Um, Megan looked great. You know, I hate saying that because I don't want people to go look for the photos. You know, I mean, they looked so cute. They, they popped up all over my Instagram feed. Um, but it did make me, I just, I want them to have the space that they need, especially at this stage in her pregnancy. Absolutely. I felt the same. I know, you know, there are a lot of pro, you know, pro Megan and Harry and as, as we all are. Um, and I always kind of think they're, you know, by republishing those photos in any way, it feeds that hunger for more of those unsolicited photos. So I always try to, you know, and people don't know that. They don't know that. But some of these photos can can fetch, I mean, the really what that photo, I have no idea what that would fetch. But it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, it could be a mortgage. It's, it's that much yeah. to be able to. So these people really hunt them. And um, so I always kind of try to remind people not, if they can, not to share them unless it's it's a photo that they're willing to take. And, and that's why the laws in the UK are very different about children. So you won't see those paparazzi, the paparazzi photos of the children. Their, their faces are always blurred out, which is one yeah. thing I wish we had here um, because they clearly, she, she didn't want that photo. I, I feel for them. And it's something that we need to be conscious of. Yeah, totally. Rachel and I were surprised too. Like actually a lot of people did do a good job of not sharing them. People didn't cover it. People Magazine didn't cover it. A lot of news outlets actually stayed away from it. And I think it is because we know, you know, how sensitive they are to that kind of coverage. They've won two lawsuits already about it. So I think that they're, you know, 
I was surprised too. My Instagram feed didn't have as many of the yeah. reposting of that. I feel like even just the recent watch, it's like so fresh in my mind for, you know, aside from everything that Princess Diana went through, like rewatching Brit or not rewatching, but watching the Britney doc for the first time. Yes. It really gives perspective on oh, yeah. the sort of paparazzi, what goes on with all of that and the financials and stuff. So not kind of spreading that around. And I, but I did also, it made me curious, what will we see? You know, Archie's birthday is also coming up on May 6th. Like, I'm curious how the Sussexes will handle that. Last year, we had that wonderful release through Save the Children with that video of reading Duck Rabbit, which is a staple in my library. I I hadn't (laughs) known about that book and it is actually like a favorite, but I feel, you know, I'm just curious how they'll handle it this year. Yeah. I think that they, again, they have a, they have some freedom now, right? They Mm -hmm. don't have to follow in the footsteps of the Cambridges and release a portrait. And I loved last year when they did that. Um, It was a combination of, yeah, right. Of, of the, the charity tie-in and then a video. So it was harder to get like a clear still of Mm -hmm. Archie to run time and time and time again. You know, I think they're very cognizant of that and how, no matter what, um, because there's so few images of the of Archie out there when he is covered in the press, they take the ones that, you know, that are on the wires. And so if you don't put that much out there and if you put only a screenshot and not a clear photo, it's people are less likely to run it and all of that. I think they're very savvy about the media and very strategic about their privacy as they should be, especially with their kid. And so I'm excited for what I'm sure they'll release something, though. Yeah, me too. I hope so. All right, should we kick it off? Yes. <laughs> and now, this week in royal history. Kate and William's 10-year wedding anniversary. Happy 10 years. And I'm so glad this year's with their coffee. Up. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, with your giant coffee. My, cup. like, <laughs> I feel like I did it at 7.30 a.m. years ago, so I felt like it seemed appropriate. To Very just, appropriate. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So April 29th, 2011, it has been 10 years since Kate and William walked down the aisle at Westminster Abbey. I, William Arthur Philip Louis. I, William Arthur Philip Louis. Take thee, Catherine Elizabeth. Take thee, Catherine Elizabeth. To my wedded wife. To my wedded wife. To have and to hold from this day forward. To have and to hold from this day forward. For better, for worse. For better, for worse. For richer, for poorer. For richer, for poorer. In sickness and in health. In sickness and in health. To love and to cherish. To love and to cherish. Till death us do part. Till death us do part. According to God's holy law. According to God's holy law. And thereto I give thee my troth. And thereto I give thee my troth. I, Catherine Elizabeth. I, Catherine Elizabeth. Take thee, William Arthur Philip Lee. Take thee, William Arthur Philip Lee. To my wedded husband. To my wedded husband. To have and to hold from this day forward. For better, for worse. For better, for worse. For richer, for poorer. For richer, for poorer. In sickness and in health. In sickness and in health. To love and to cherish. To love and to cherish. Till death us do part. Till death us do part. According to God's holy law. According to God's holy law. And thereto I give thee my truth. And thereto I give thee my truth. We're playing all of it. We just played the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun to hear, though. I know, I know. So do you, fun. Do you yeah. all remember, up until that point, we hadn't really heard much of her voice. So I remember that was actually something exciting of like, oh, list, like, listen, we can actually hear very clearly. And that was one of the first times we really kind of heard a lot of a lot of her voice. And his is so recognizable, right? It is funny, too, because you talk about that in this year. It, we've heard their voice so much thanks to Zoom. You're right. Back then, it was totally 
you know, we had not experienced that that much with her. Well, for a perspective, here's what else was going on around the same time. So Charles and Camilla had recently celebrated six years of marriage. Prince Harry was still in an on-again, off-again relationship with Chelsea Davy, and they actually broke up right after the wedding. The Queen and Philip had recently welcomed the Obamas for a successful state visit and celebrated their 63rd wedding anniversary, and Philip was about to turn 90. So per the Telegraph, December 2011, they said anti-monarchy sentiment is at its lowest since the death of Princess Diana. So we first want to flash back. Where did you both watch the wedding? Did anyone rewatch it this week? Elizabeth, you recently did last year. You had a rewatch. Yeah, I, yes. I, so I watched it. Um, I actually was um, flying from New York to California. My now husband was living in California. He was going to business school out here. And um, he, I remember he picked me up at LAX and we like raced through the dark streets of LA to get me to a TV in time. And we we're listening to like the pre-coverage on the radio. And this was like a very different smartphone era, if I remember correctly. Like there wasn't the same, I had to like listen on the radio and I was like, I gotta get there before she steps, you know, out of the hotel and into the car. Mm-hmm. And I actually watched it my with my friend who's um, a reporter at People Magazine and it was in their dark LA offices. Um, and I just, I remember it so clearly and fondly um, because it was my introduction to this family. I mean, I had paid attention since the engagement portrait, um, the engagement photo call had been released, um, but I was just swooning. <laughs> I just, I remember every sort of moment where we saw her and then the drive to the chapel and then, or, or to Westminster Abbey. And um, in rewatching it last year, there were so many things I picked up on now that were so familiar with Kate. You know, I mean, we had watched her, we watched her for a decade now, but back then she was still so new and we didn't know, I didn't know a lot about her and I hadn't heard much from her. And I, you know, anyway, it, it's, um, I highly recommend rewatching the wedding if you have three hours. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember it being that long. I don't know why, I but know. I think I, I mean, was not so the, the ceremony it. wasn't, but the, I think the whole, it's I worth the, watching it, right? The, the five hour video on YouTube was all. Oh, there's five. Yeah, there's a five-hour <laughs> video that's like extended, like they're interviewing fans and Hyde Park and all that stuff. It was really good. But the really, arrivals really are such a fun part of it. So it yeah. is yeah. kind yeah. of worth watching. Like even seeing like I Charles Spencer was in the front row and seeing like when Harry and William arrived, they Harry and Charles talked- had like a really long talk. Like I loved yeah. all those little moments. But Micah, how about you? Yeah. So I, I was actually living in London at the time and we lived on Kensington Church Street, which is literally the street behind Kensington Palace. So I actually was in a wedding in New Jersey on the same day for I was a bridesmaid for one of my best friends. So I actually was there the entire week and then the day before flew to to New Jersey and I watched it, but I was still on UK time. So I was up bright and early. Everybody was still sleeping. I had, I I ordered breakfast at the hotel. I was right there. um, But I think for me, leading up to it, you know, going to work, I worked in Covent Garden and you couldn't get on on the tube. You literally couldn't get on the tube. The tourism, you can't even imagine. It was like Times Square times five and everybody wearing red, white and blue and the 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 flag it was so fun so patriotic street parties our street was blocked off security to get to my home was it was almost like you were going to 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 Kensington Palace um all those streets were blocked off the paparazzi camped out it was it was like nothing you've ever seen or can imagine but all in really good fun and in really good spirit 
And so, yes, I was in New Jersey. Were you sad about that at all? I was so sad. (laughs) I really, I had a front row seat practically, right? And, um, but then, uh, yeah, so it, it was kind of funny. But then, and it took, you know, and then when I got back on Monday, it was like nothing ever happened. It was, everything was just so British. Everything was so neatly put back. Everything was right in order. And then, of course, then all the royal china and all the, you know, the souvenirs started coming out with the pictures because they, the turnover is incredible. Within 24, 48 hours, that, you know, that very famous portrait was on every cup, mug, tea set, flag you could imagine. So, of course, I have my little goodies that I, that I, I got from, from the street, but yes. Oh, I (laughs) I love that. You know, I feel like that's the thing that's so striking for me, like aside from Kate and William re-watching it is the crowds. And especially in a pandemic, it's like, I just, I like long for that. (laughs) I was just like that sort of, you know, spirit, whatever the event is, it doesn't have to be a royal wedding. It's just that, that energy is really infectious re-watching it. But I was on the Upper East Side. I was going to say that I was, I was, um, I took a cab at like 6 a.m. to a friend's apartment. We had this whole plan. We made, we made all these scones and had English breakfast tea, but also mimosas and watched. But I remember, you know, I went to work right after and I was like, I think I definitely drank. And then I went straight to the <laughs> office, but I think I just was young enough that I could like recover quickly. Back <laughs> yeah. In time for the 9 a.m. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I feel like everyone was also in a similar state. Like, I think it was very, you know, I think whether you were a royal watcher or not, I think you just got caught up even here in the enthusiasm. There were so many watch parties in like Times Square and all of that stuff. It was a big deal. Such a big deal. Well, let's let's jump to favorite moments because I feel like we're touching on that right now. So, Rachel, why don't you start? Roberta, you didn't say where you were. Okay, well, I I don't think I was actually this is this is blasphemy. I don't think I was actually really a royal fan at that at the time ten years ago. So That's I just okay. tried to skip over it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. No, no, I totally should be called out. Um, no, I think I probably saw snippets later in the day, but I yeah, I I don't think I actually really paid attention until. Megan was on the scene, which I do think a lot of people and maybe a lot of our listeners are kind of the same way in the same boat. So you have your um, touch point like that kind of brings you in for sure. Like a lot of people, it's like the kids or things like that. That's why these weddings are so important because like so I definitely came to follow the Windsors because of Will and Kate's wedding. It was it was a moment I had been aware of them, but I hadn't. I hadn't paid any kind of amount of attention to them and and I didn't come. My mom, you know, wasn't into the royals. And so this was my introduction. And I think that's what's so powerful about royal weddings. And, and you know, you can't just stage them every couple of years. You know, I mean, it's a family. They're people that have to get married. And so whether you came in through Kate, you know, getting married to Will or Megan getting married to Harry, these are real opportunities for the brand of the monarchy. And I think about that a lot because we don't have another royal wedding coming up. You know, I mean, there's yeah. not going to be somebody for a while. And, there, and you know, similar to... Watching Will and Kate, it had been, you know, 13, almost 14 years since Diana's death. It had been a very tough time for the monarchy. You know, I mean, their reputation and and the sentiment and the affection towards them um, was very much in question for a long time. And so these royal weddings are a chance, you know, for a new introduction to bring in a new group of fans. And that's why I think they're so powerful. I mean, it was a beautiful day for Will and Kate. Um, But certainly it was just a real opportunity for them to reestablish themselves, I think, on the global scene. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think about that all the time. I think about like, oh, when will we next see like a gorgeous royal wedding? And I don't, I don't know if like the Chato boys, like if they <laughs> would have, they wouldn't have a big affair. They're too far you know? down. They're too I mean, I, the problem is that we're now too yeah, so like, cute though. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. They really are. I'm sort of like 
So George is how old? You know, yeah, it's gonna be a while. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like gonna a be a while. Because you're like, wait, what about royal royal adjacent with James Middleton? Will we get any Ooh, glimpse of that? Oh, <laughs> so that's something. But those, are, yeah, you know, I mean, you need sort of the principal players, yeah, right, no, to bring in same. a mass audience. Um, yeah, not the so, same. Yeah, we're just in a little us. bit of a yeah. So we got to make the most of these anniversaries. I think births and anniversaries from here on out. Yeah, next decade. But talking about favorite moments, I think that that was also very striking for me was just how in love you see Kate and William. Like, I think that they just, when she got to the end of the aisle, like they just had, you know, William and Harry almost couldn't contain their sort of like side comments and they were chatting at the altar. I loved that. Yeah. No, my, I mean, my favorite moment had to have been the dress. I was just, I was mm-hmm. waiting, waiting, waiting to see the dress. And you know, that they, they put that tent up around the hotel so that she could get in the car without really seeing it. And we could only sort of see her with, you know, the veil over her face for the car ride and everybody was, and then she stepped out and it was just so perfect. I mean, that dress, Sarah Burton for Alexander McQueen, just stunning. I mean, it was just, it, it, it did so many things so well. It was big enough for the moment, for her position, for the venue, um, you know, Westminster Abbey, but it, it didn't swallow her up like Diana's dress did. You know, it showcased her because of sort of the more fitted top with the bigger skirt. It was just by far my favorite. <laughs> I love that dress. Worry, I Mike. love that dress. Bye, Valentina. <laughs> no, and it also, it wasn't wrinkled at all. Like, I think that she did a pretty good job. I looked back at Diana's. Obviously, we know that about that it was very wrinkling and that was a thing. But I feel like Kate somehow, you know, they took a couple minutes getting into the car went at to the boring fold hotel. it right they properly did it, really. to sit. you could tell they had rehearsed that and i think technically choosing the fabric and the lace that sort of camouflages a little bit of wrinkle you know it's more forgiving things like that the bustle you could tell that a lot of work went into making sure that dress and kate got to westminster abbey and looking you know as pristine as possible it was really impressive yeah. Well, and that was one of my favorite moments after they put, you know, they intricately fold her dress into the car with her dad and her and her dad are waving to the crowds as they drive to Westminster Abbey. I thought that was so sweet because they look so happy. And I don't know, the dad and daughter relationship gets me every time. I just like I love that that they had that moment together. And also, I have to mention another Sarah Burton for Alexander McQueen dress was Pippa's. Oh, which was a total yes. scene stealer. And <laughs> I thought that was an incredible moment too with her wrangling all the kids, two or three years old, I think. So they were really little and um, and she did an amazing job and looked incredible. So I thought that was really... Wasn't it nice that Pippa got a moment? I mean, I have to say, like, as this, I have, I have an older sister. I can't imagine watching your older sister get married to a prince in a way that you're never, ever going to be able to match. And for Pippa to have a little bit of attention thrown her way, I thought that was, I don't know, I love that. You too. The, I think for for me, the two standout moments of the day were when she gets, when when Catherine got to the end of the aisle and there's a giggle and you just saw them kind of, you know, when her father hands her over and then my favorite thing is the lip readers that later on <laughs> you give them 24 hours, right? And they always have the headlines out. And it, he said that, well, they said he, you know, he said something like just a little family wedding then, huh? And which is what made her laugh. And I just thought that was so um, really sweet of him to make her comfortable at the end of the aisle and, and you know, just get that perfect shot where she's laughing and they're looking at each other. Um, and then the second moment being when Harry being, 
you know, it's just so his personality to set up the car and put the big L. So in America, we don't have this, but on cars, when you get your driver's permit, you, you just get a permit and you drive around and you can't tell which car has a driver and that's just learning. In the UK, you get this big L, red L, a fat L that goes straight on your window. And I can't tell you, it's so embarrassing to drive around with. People <laughs> honk at you, people wave. I went through it. Um, but because remember, it's on the other, technically the other side of the road from the US. Mm-hmm. So then that's what he did. So when he got into that beautiful Aston Martin convertible, he had it decorated, but he also had that big learner's permit sticker on, which is just so sweet and just showed the... I didn't know, you know that. That's so funny. I didn't either. <laughs> but it actually, it's fitting because I think I read that he drove around with the handbrake on the entire yes, time did, when yeah. he was in the Aston Martin. So <laughs> he, he probably he deserved did. to have that L on there. <laughs> he did. He did. But it was just such a cute moment. I think those human moments are so important in a spectacle like this, right? Because it's so grand and so beyond, you know, um, anything that's relatable, right? And that's not what we want. We want the fantasy. We want the fairy tale. But I, what is so impressive is if you look at all the details in the Cambridge's wedding, even just the trees in Westminster Abbey, you know, instead of flowers everywhere, she, she brought in trees. It did try to make it feel smaller, more intimate, more sort of human. And I think that was really appropriate because we forget that Kate being a commoner, you know, obviously a very well-to-do commoner, that was a huge deal. Like it was a really big deal for her to be marrying the heir, you know, to the throne. And um, the ways in which they maintained that sort of sense of being of the people in this grand spectacle of a fantastic wedding, I think is really impressive. And I think is is very endearing and certainly helped um, helped people, I think, um, feel the day in a way um, that, that felt more intimate. Absolutely. Totally. I also think another relatable moment for me was always Grace Van Cutsum. Am I saying her name right? I feel like, but she just remembered the e- the hands over the ears on the balcony. Yes. <laughs> and even I noticed rewatching it, like when they were walking in with Pippa, she also had a, I think that all the crowds were obviously very loud and she was just very disgruntled. <laughs> I and just you felt like that was so real. The pink worm. Did you see that? The photos of the pink worm? No. So the crowds, because the crowds were so loud, Harry had given, he brought stuffed animals and one was a little pink worm and the children were supposed to leave it before the, you know, before they had any pictures or were in public. But, um, you know, she was so taken by the crowds that she brought out the pink worm. So you can spot the little pink worm in some of the, uh, some of the photos, which is just That's another so human and sweet and moment. Endearing. Yes. Yeah. I know. Well, Harry also like if so you're somebody who's like not into the monarchy and not super into this whole spectacle to have the visual of a little girl with her hands over her ears sort of frowning, it was so perfect. And I feel like kind of like, it's like the, very the perfect first meme. Yeah. counterpart. <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. To this beautiful wedding, this beautiful kiss on this beautiful balcony. And then it's like, yeah, I thought that was, it was definitely the first me. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty perfect. Well, it. and I, so wasn't there um, reports that William and Harry didn't sleep the night before? Because I think there was something about, they they hadn't slept at all. There was something That's relatable. That, yeah, that <laughs> very they were really excited. Yeah, definitely. Very relatable. And mm-hmm. that Harry was actually, if you if you look closely, he's walking with a little bit of a limp because they had a pre-wedding like wedding eve party at the Goring Hotel, which is where Kate and her family were staying. And he jumped off a balcony, I guess. This was Harry's party <laughs> day. I didn't yeah. know that. And he hurt his there ankle. There were reports, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So poor Harry, but he's so good with kids. I love that little. And the Goring, to like picture that, the Goring is the most, um, it is the most decadent. Just think about, uh, think about the most old 
fashion, beautiful, ornate the chandeliers plaza. everywhere. It is the plaza only there. And so for that to happen, I can I didn't know that. I actually didn't know that. But that would be that would be quite the scene there. Well, who, who knows? It's uh, probably a tabloid report. But yeah, I think there is you can tell he's walking a little bit differently. So it's like, okay, well, that gives credit <laughs> to that. So we'll see. Um, let's talk about the evolution of William and Kate over the past 10 years though. So I mean we just saw them yesterday at a farm. Flashback 10 years, they just got married. What, Elizabeth, do you want to speak to the fashion evolution of Kate and William? Or sure. I mean, more Kate than William. I think yeah. William's sort of doing the same thing. I mean, no. <laughs> he's he's trying a little bit harder yeah. at moments, but yeah. <laughs> it's pretty khakis, you know, and a button down. Um, no, I think what Kate has done so well is um, she sort of established herself in a very relatable way, and then she's grown in her role and her confidence and certainly in her sophistication with her fashion. I think, again, because she was a commoner coming into this family, there was real power in her off-the-rack choices. And, you know, it came at the same time as, you know, fashion blogging was on the rise and e-commerce. And so suddenly people were identifying what she was wearing because she just bought it. They were serving up links. We could all shop it too. There was this ability to like participate in royal fashion that we hadn't seen before. And I think that was incredibly powerful. And Kate, Kate, you know, she looked gorgeous, but it wasn't complicated. It was very classic. It was very feminine pieces, you know, maybe stuff anybody could really wear. Um, And and, and and she sort of established that as her base, and I think she comes back to that time and time again, and certainly that's what we saw um, with the sheep <laughs> and the, the, the skinny jeans and boots moment this week. But she has, you know, I mean, she's really grown, and especially, I think, starting around the fall of 2018 after the birth of Louis and her maternity leave, she came back, and she's very much embraced um, a little bit more fashion-forward moments, and I think... At her heart, I don't know that Kate is a fashion girl, and I don't say that in a disparaging way. I think that, you know, she was a style icon from the start, but sort of reluctantly so, and she's come to embrace, I think, fashion and the opportunity it presents. And, you know, I talk about this a lot in my book, HRH, but then on my Instagram account, I think royal fashion is part of the job, It's and it's part of their duties. The queen has embraced it. Kate certainly has, and it's a moment for attention for introduction, kind of like the royal wedding on a smaller scale. Because if you see Kate in something that you like and something that she's wearing, you're like, what's that? You might read, you know, what she was wearing. And then you might read about where she went to wear that Mm -hmm. and what charity she was supporting and the work she was doing. So it's this sort of like opening of the door, you know, a great outfit. And it also delivers on what we want, right? We want the princess promise here. We want these moments where, you know, of, of to sort of fawn over. And so I think Kate, um, has really grown, and I and I love I love seeing how she maintains her relatability in a lot of ways. But um, you know, as a fashion person, <laughs> I love when she pushes. You know, when she goes for it with a great gown or you know something that's a little bit more um, fashion forward. Absolutely, yeah. Micah. Also, from an etiquette point of view, like I actually felt it was you know going back to the engagement protocol and then seeing Kate in particular. I don't mean to only focus on Kate, but at Prince Philip's funeral, it's just striking to me how much she's really evolved. I mean, obviously everyone evolves over 10 years, but I think just she's, we see the future queen consort here. Yeah, we we 100% do. And I think it's, it's, for me, it's her confidence. It's her, you know, we picture, you know, 10 years ago where she, you know, she, she kind of head down a little bit, you know, looking up a little bit Diana. She was a little Diana, right? And then now she is so confident. She's so poised. She's very strong. She's just so elegant. She doesn't miss a beat. She's so conscious, um, but not to the point where she's not approachable. And she's she comes across just in this beautiful, elegant manner that she's, she's mastered. And, and I love that she's 
she's really, you know, she's, she's done so much to, to kind of stay strong in really hard times. And just recently we saw that and she always just looks and she's always got a smile. She never shows, you know, she never shows that there's anything behind the scenes of concern. It's very British also to do that, to always have a, a smile, but I think it's not always easy to do, especially with the pressure she has. And she just does it so beautifully and so graciously. And she's a model. She's a model royal. Um, and I, I loved her, you know, even in a mask. She just looks so elegant. That custom yeah. mask. I mean, at the funeral, it was beautiful. Very well, going back to what you said about how we don't hear from her, you know, I mean, even on, on the wedding day, we, you know, heard her recite her vows and we heard her in her engagement interview, but we still, and we've heard her more through Zoom, but we don't hear from her a lot. And so much of what we experience of Kate is what we see, how she holds herself, what she wears, how she, you know, interacts with people. And I think um, watching that and especially doing the photo research for my book, she definitely has her confidence is so much clearer now in the way that she holds herself and interacts with people. And um, yeah, 10 years is a long time to be at a job. This is a job, right? This is a job. It's a family, but it's also a job. And um, I'd say she's doing really well. I was going to say her accomplishments too. I feel like those speak for themselves where she's had the whole still project in the last year, the early years project. She is Dame Grand Cross of the Royal Victorian Order. So there's been so much that in, in the last decade that she has accomplished and been recognized for. And I think that's really incredible too. Yeah, she's kind of finding her moments. It's a lot. She's come a long way, right? In those early years, they were criticized for not working more, for not doing more, mm-hmm. for sort of hiding out in the country, right? Um, so William could fly helicopters. <laughs> no, I mean, so the fact that they have, you know, that they've, you know, they're full-time working royals, they have a regular slate, we see them, you know, often. Um, I think this is their job and, and they do it well. Well, and that's something just to, one last thing on this point is that I think what's, you know, we've talked so much about Elizabeth and Prince Philip in the last, you know, month for sure, but just kind of thinking about that Kate and William have had so far already 10 years to really just be married. I know that they're still doing the job, but Queen Elizabeth, and Prince Philip had five years and then she was queen. And I think it, I look at that, that it has to be so good for their relationship that they're not in the main job yet, you know, that they've been mm. able to nurture that because it's, there's so much pressure from just their job that as part of the firm, as we know. So you feel like that's part of why the queen is holding on, yes. that she's giving, but that by her occupying the throne, she's giving Charles and William and now George just space to live. You know, yeah. and I think about that yeah. all the time because she would, you know, she ascended at age 25 and her whole life has, has been about this duty. And yeah, certainly I, I, I think Will and Kate have a intense spotlight on them at the moment, but but you're right. It's nothing like being the monarch. And so they can live their life and have their kids and and do their thing, but also, you know, learn, right? Prepare, get ready <laughs> for yeah. what's to come for them. Well, and even before the wedding to eight years of dating before that. So I think that they really went into it very prepared as well. So yeah. I think that's so important. I mean, especially when we're talking about in the context of what, you know, we learned from the Harry and Meghan and the Oprah interview, the timetable that Kate and Will have been operating mm-hmm. on, it's just so much longer. You know, I mean, she she started dating him in college. She didn't have a life really outside of being associated with William, an adult life. And um, it, it feels to me like she very much that eight years had to have been very hard, but she knew what she was getting into. You know, I mean, the Harry's girlfriends in the past have said, you know, I'm not going to do that. I can't sign up for that life. And Kate very much feels like it was a conscious choice to enter in and take on these responsibilities and these pressure and the scrutiny. 
Yeah. I also think from, from also from an etiquette standpoint and, and seeing the training, that's a, it's a perfect point that, that she had eight years Mm -hmm. to prepare and to go through this. And I always tell people when people compare Megan and Kate, which I don't think it's quite fair to do, um, you know, Megan really had two years from the moment she didn't have, you know, from the moment she moved to London to, to the time of becoming a duchess, that was, that was two years versus eight years. Mm. So it's, um, she, she, I think she handled herself beautifully under the pressure and under the new, you know, coming to a new country and learning the culture. And the word S is replaced for the word Z, little tiny cultural <laughs> things all the way to wearing hats. Who We don't wear hats in America. And suddenly, you know, I, and, I and... I brought my little... Oh, my <laughs> I just, I just, yeah. I found that I dug out a fascinator perfect. for today, but you I couldn't wear my headphones. <laughs> well, only because we're running short on time. I just want to ask one final question on this topic is just, you know, in, in looking ahead, you know, where do we go from here sort of for Kate and William in the wake of the Oprah interview, their fractured relationship with Harry and Meghan, also Prince Philip's passing, the end of COVID. I feel like there's a lot sort of like, it's like going to be a re, you know, I guess reimagining coming out, like after all of this, we've had a year kind of head down, but also so much happening. So what do you think is going to be sort of next for them in the immediate couple of years or 10 years down the line? I'll say that I think the royal family is entering a little bit of a tougher stretch. I think um, that the combination of no big um, personal family events, no weddings, you know, um, certainly Megan is about to give birth, but there's there's no sort of big uplifting um royal wedding, right, to carry everybody through and get everybody excited. There's a lot coming up with the queen, I think. You know, I mean, I think next year she celebrates, um, you know, um, is it the Platinum Jubilee, (laughs) I believe, at this point? So there are things to celebrate. But I think it's I think um, it will be a little bit of a tougher stretch for them. And certainly in the wake of what we learned um, from Meghan and Harry and in the Oprah interview, there are a lot of questions. I know I hear from a lot of people all the time about you know, how much we should support the royal family and what they're doing publicly. And they have a lot of work ahead of them, certainly, to confront the racism, to confront, you know, the fractured relationship between Will and Harry. And I think there is a there is sort of a, you know, like carry on and do our duties kind of thing. But I think a lot of people will be watching them very carefully and, and trying to decide how much they want to continue to follow the royal family. Yeah, Absolutely. I think I think it's a, a really good time for healing. I think now it's head down, you know, from once maybe it's nice that there's not so much spotlight at a big event or something coming up where they can just focus on their their duties as senior royals and focusing on on improvement um, both internally and and externally. And I think that this is I think it's it's a good time. I think it's actually a perfect time for this to happen. And I'm looking I think the boys I think I'm so excited for this summer when Harry and William come together for, you know, the cause um, close to their heart, of course, their mother and and the statue reveal. I think we're going to see a lot of time uh, them spending a little bit more time together this summer. And I think it's a good it's a nice, peaceful time now to to just re- regroup and refocus and, and heal. Yeah, absolutely. I hope so. I think that's I yeah, I think that's a lovely sentiment. I do think this summer will provide a real opportunity and hopefully hopefully, you know, these two are brothers, right? <laughs> we we want to see them together and we want to see them as a family and so um I love that idea. Yeah. Well, that could, you know, happy anniversary to William and Kate. I feel like yeah. this has been yeah. so fun reminiscing just kind of thinking back and where we all were cuz it's like as it's a time capsule for all of us as well. So <laughs> I'm excited to see how they'll celebrate. I hope that we, I don't know, get 
new picture, something. On, I'm sure there'll be something on social media. They've been so... I think um, there'll be a portrait. I'm your social media portrait. game I think has been I, strong. It's a 10 year. <laughs> yes. It's a 10 year. I think we're going to get an, a, a portrait. I would love and, that. And um, no, I'm excited. Yeah. Me too. Me that. too. All right. Well, let's uh, run go through super fast. We just wanted few, to get a couple yeah, of a few quick royal headlines, really quick. So first, we had Kate and William's surprise trip to County Durham. They played with lambs. They rode tractors. It was very much as Elizabeth mentioned, very on brand for Kate with her outfit. She wore those boots that she's had for seventeen years, Penelope Chilvers, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what else? Skinny jeans, sweater jacket, military jacket. Um, they also visited Cheesy Waffles Project, which was <laughs> the site of a very funny golf fail by Kate. I loved I that. Saw this. <laughs> Athletic Kate is Swing also like the best yeah. Kate. I feel like when yes. her and William are doing <laughs> yes. that, and I was thinking about that from a PR point of view, is like you've got lambs, you've got Athletic Will and Kate giggling, joking with each other. Like this was a good play. <laughs> Lots of That's photo stage time. moments. Yes, yeah. 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 Like very And you see smart. the most PDA, right? When they're doing yeah. sport. That's when you see the most PDA and the most – kind of they're so Flirty. adorable together yeah. Yeah. also can we talk about how their outfits on the first one before she changed her jacket and shoes they coordinated like they they the were green. both in like olive and like dark blue pants and brown shoes and they do not do that very often they're yeah. not that sort of matchy matchy and so I was like oh this is a little can't, <laughs> they know this for is their 10th anniversary I'm sure they yeah. can't yeah. at some point I can't yeah. wait <laughs> <laughs> they knew it was coming yeah. um, we also saw the queen's first engagement since her period of mourning has ended. So she was no longer in the black mourning outfit. She had a bright blue floral dress, very springy. Um, She held a virtual audience with two ambassadors via video link. So do we think, this is a question for you guys, that we'll see the queen phase out of the virtual world anytime soon in real life events or no? Do you think she'll stick to that? I think she's coming back. I think we're going to see her this whole summer. Is, is my thought. I think we'll, we'll see distance. We'll see, of course, socially distancing, but I think we're going to see her maskless in her back in her gloves. And I think we're going to see her at events because that's what she lives for. She, she knows that's what people look forward to. And she's such a, she's for the people always. So I think, I think we're going to see her big hats, lots of color out there, greeting everybody, waving. I'm, I'm ready for it. That makes me so excited to hear. <laughs> I really hope so. I'm hopeful too. I want her to have another another sort of chapter, right, to her reign. Yes, totally. Yes, post. Yeah, the post pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Finally, last headline quickly. Um, Vax Live. So Harry and Meghan will serve as campaign chairs of Vax Live, a concert to reunite the world, which is global citizens' effort to deliver COVID vaccines to the world's poorest countries. It'll be taped this Sunday in LA and air on May 8th. So mark your calendars. And it's hosted by Selena Gomez and JLo is going to be headlining. Um, more JLo. Her- yeah. I mean, since the inauguration, it's like, I just want more JLo in my life. So I can't wait. <laughs> Very excited for that. Um, and I think that's it. Let's yeah. get, should we go to our highs and lows? Let's do the highs and lows. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. My low is already so much speculation about the Diana statue unveiling and while I'm super excited to see William and Harry together I feel like it's not even May yet when we're recording this and it's you know is this all we're going to hear about till July there's conflicting reports Harry's not going Harry's going Harry's not going so it's just 
feel like my patience is, is already uh, being tested with this. <laughs> like, we need a date. <laughs> I know. I'm like, just confirm. Are you going or not? I want to yeah. hear. Yeah. The fraught back and forth is always going to be the end of me. It's just, uh, and the media, the way that the media plays it. Yeah, Ugh, everyone's awful. got the, the exclusive, everyone. It's very yeah. overwhelming. It's, it's like, like whiplash until one of them says something, you know? It's just, it's, yeah. Yeah, you got to just ignore it totally. Yeah. What about you guys? Any lows of the week? Did the paparazzi pictures happen this week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would, say that, I would say those are my low because, again, it's Megan going, taking him to school, which is like a routine thing. And so now I worry that there are going to be cameras staked out at that place all the time. I just worry for, for Archie and Megan and their safety. And yeah, I just want <laughs> right, to yeah. stop taking pictures of them. <laughs> yeah. And them. anything, like you said, involving kids it's like yeah. with our it's just like stay away please yeah. yeah 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 I think it's a it's a it's I think the positive that can come out of this though is anybody you know if we all start after this this is the first photo we've seen like this so if we can all just kind of band together and and show support by not promoting those pictures and sharing those pictures um I think that's important but that was definitely my low too yeah um for them my high was definitely the Diana dress coming back and uh, so wait, we can get tickets already to that? You said they're 26 They're for sale. They're I checked. I didn't see <laughs> The link in the chat. I was like sweeping it out. Be right back. Get your wallet ready. What are we doing here? Why are we buying our tickets? <laughs> we buy a bra. A, yeah. a bunch of dates. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's definitely. a great high. Um, Rachel, do you have a low? Well, my low is kind of a, huh, more than anything. It's just more that, um, did you guys hear about this woman who went by the name of Irene Windsor that apparently sailed through security at the Royal Lodge claiming to be Prince Andrew's <gasps> fiance? Yes! <laughs> this is super, like, hilarious slash scandalous slash yes. brings to mind all the chatter about security, right? Like, there's a need for sure. Not really a fan of Andrew, obviously, for obvious reasons, but I feel like it's just, huh, how did this happen? And Micah, I wanted to ask you about this because they said that the guards at Royal Lodge even paid for this woman's yes. cab fare. What does that mean? Yes. So, so when you are a guest of the, the family and they're expecting you or you're a VIP guest, you would never you would never pay for your own car. That's something they, they have money at the guard, the guard gate. They're actual guard gates, right? So when you come in, you can't get into the gates to any home before you check in. And she was so confident, apparently, that she just went straight up to the gate and um, was dressed immaculately and said she was here for a date with, with Andrew and said it as if she was, you know, a friend. And, um, and Which got makes you in. wonder how much... <laughs> Happened. Like, right. yeah, right. Visitors does Andrew have coming? Yes, <laughs> but also a red flag that she came in a in a. I don't know that she. I don't know. There were too many red flags for me too. If you're that well dressed and he's expecting you, he probably would have sent a car. Yeah. So that was something mm. that I thought the guards. Why didn't they pick up on that? They were right to pay, but he would have sent a car. Yeah. If, if in the family, if they pick you up or you're coming to an event, they send a car. That's an unmarked car. They don't send a, a black cab. They don't yeah. send. So that would have been a big red flag to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, she was only apprehended inside. She got all the way. She wandered around the gardens, and then she got inside, and her purse was full of maps of the royal residences, as well as the self defense <laughs> key, like all these things. So, anyways, it just was <laughs> like all curious. I could think about was royal security and yeah. what a complicated thing that must be. <laughs> it makes me so curious what she was aiming to do. I just want to know, like, what what, what was she? What was that? She says she was there to marry him. Was the? Was and the I think article. that they. I think that they. <laughs> 
arrested her and then de-arrested her because I think that there were issues going on. But uh, uh, but anyways, yeah. Oh, so, mental issues. Right. Okay. Very interesting. But yeah, highs of the week. We'll go All through. right. My, my high real quick is Chrissy Teigen revealed that Megan wrote her a mm-hmm. letter after the loss of her unborn baby, Jack. And we have a really quick clip of her talking about that. She's been so kind to me ever, um, ever since we connected um, on uh, – uh, on she um she had written me about uh baby jack and and loss and but yeah she is really wonderful and so kind and just as kind as everyone says she is and uh and that's why you look at everything and you're like my god what is what is ab- what is absolutely wrong with people that where they have to make this person out to be so malicious or so crazy um when it's just as simple as them being as kind as everybody says they are so um, yeah, she's really wonderful. I don't, I think this is just like a BFF friendship that we can all get behind. I feel like Chrissy Teigen and Meghan Markle, it's it's really sweet that she's reaching out to her and they've been in contact even since the Oprah interview. And Chrissy went on to say, I think her truth has been her truth since the very beginning. So I feel like it's great to have Chrissy Teigen in your corner. For yeah, sure. who wouldn't like Chrissy Teigen in your corner? course to have in your corner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Rachel, what about you? Hi. My high was just... Esquire, Mexico, John Travolta reminiscing about that White House dance with Diana that happened this week and just kind of him setting the scene with, we were at the White House. It was midnight. The stage is like a dream. Like I just loved these quotes. And then also knowing that they spent, they danced, he said, for 15 minutes and they danced through the Saturday Night Fever medley, which I think I found out at a Royal Palace's virtual Zoom that I listened to early lockdown days. But I, I just, I don't know. I just love everything about that visual. And it did feel, you know, I think John Travolta said it was like a fairy tale. And I think those images for us do feel like a fairy tale. And I love that Pete Souza shared a little more background about it. She danced with He was Neil the photographer, Diamond. yeah. Yeah, he, he was a photographer. He shared on Instagram a long caption about it. And she danced with a few other people, which I feel like we didn't really know that much about because there wasn't as many pictures of her with other people. So, yeah. So I interviewed him for my book about that shot because yes. it was an incredible – yeah, he chatted with me and, and – um, it was a private thing. You know, I mean, those photos were not released to the press. It was private. And so, like, there were rumors that after it happened that it happened. And then, you know, they sent a thank you photo um, over to London. And then there was obviously the photos that the White House had. But they, the first photo that came out was published in a tabloid, I believe. And they don't know how it got leaked. They don't know who leaked it or how it oh, got wow. out because it was a private thing. You know, I mean, he was a he was the president's photographer at the time. And so someone somewhere wanted that visual of um, of Diana uh, dancing there out. Um, and obviously it's become this iconic um, moment in history. Uh, but oh yeah, gosh, so key. many conspiracy theories on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the leaks, my goodness, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, because he went on, I think Travolta went on to say, this is a quote, he said, I know for a fact it was the highlight of, it was Diana's highlight of being in the U.S. and her favorite moment. So Yeah, that struck me also that he, you know, for a fact, how does he know for well, the words? Did they a journalist? I'm like, yeah. Did she get? Yeah. Did she send a note? Well, Pete had said like she, that Diana was very aware that she was being photographed all night, and that at that point he, you know, famous people that he had photographed in the past had, you know, sort of ignored the cameras because they were so used to it. But he said Diana was always sort of aware of him <laughs> and his presence. 
which I thought so was so good. telling. Oh my gosh. Elizabeth, do you have a high before we conclude? Um, you know, I would just say the sheep and the golf combo. That was quite a one-two punch for the Cambridges, <laughs> I think, to be like in the country, you know, surrounded by animals and then have like a sporty moment. And my goodness, Kate is is like, she is in her element. You know, <laughs> if I whiffed a golf ball in front of a bunch of cameras, I'd be mortified. But she just sort of like threw her head back and laughed at herself. And I yeah. was like, that's so endearing and so wonderful. And um, it's just so fun to experience those moments from afar that, um, yeah, I think the royal family does that, does that um, sets them up for those um, really well. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Well, thank you both for joining us. Before we wrap up, you want to just say your Instagram handles, where to kind of keep up with everything that you both have going on for people that aren't aware, but I don't know how they, <laughs> yeah. they're living under a rock. I, I don't guess. know how they would <laughs> yeah. be, but yeah. No. <laughs> Um, sure. So uh, I'm. You can. My book is Modern Etiquette Made Easy, and I include all the royal how-to poses, etiquette poses, royal secrets, and also my Instagram is just at Micah Meyer, which is M Y K A M E I E R. And you can find me on Instagram. I'm at E Holmes. I um, comment on royal fashion under uh, my Instagram story series, So Many Thoughts, and my book uh, on royal fashion is called H R H, So Many Thoughts on Royal Style. Both must reads, both of your books. I love them. Yeah. They're bedside forever. I don't know. Even with all my moves during the pandemic, they've stayed bedside. So what is that? Well, there's priorities right here. I also want to call out your fantastic cardigan. You're wearing that's oh, the yes, Kate I cardigan. Wore it today. I, I was wondering <laughs> if anyone you guys can't see. I was but like <laughs> trying to dress, you know, this was it's like I was true. hemming and hawing, but I really love it. It was a good buy and Bowden restocked it. So I was like, okay, that's a <gasps> sign, you know. Beautiful. Yeah. It's it a solid in- zoom collar, right? Because it's yeah, good. Yes, yeah, you can see it from the shoulders up. Yeah, yeah. It looks wonderful. Thank you. Well, just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating on Apple Podcasts. Here's a review. It says, I've been a royal fan my entire life. It is so nice to hear info on the royal family and not trashing them or making fun of them. I live in Arizona and consider Her Majesty my queen. Thank you for your show. (laughs) Great review. Uh, Reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. And you can drop us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. Until next week, God save the pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.